Hello, and welcome to Just Figure It Out, a podcast to inspire and encourage our listeners to pursue their goals. This will be done by sharing stories and experiences from guests about how they made definite goals, how they failed and succeeded, but never gave up. In essence, how they just figured it out. My name is Jen McAllister, the host, also the owner of Rise CPA and Accountants. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Dalton Jensen. And I would introduce you as a specific title behind his name, but he <laughs> wears many hats. And so as we talk, we'll find out the different things that that he does. Yeah, it's really good to have you on. Is there anything you wanted to add to that introduction before we jump in? No, that's great. I, I love the name of the podcast, by the way, because that's like my life motto. And I think I read a book like that one time, like, like everything is figure outable. Yes. What's so right? interesting about that is a guest that I had about two weeks ago. She mentioned that in the middle of the podcast and I had never heard of that before. And I'm currently <laughs> listening to it on audible because of that recommendation. And I was like, this is awesome. This totally resonates <laughs> with me. So yeah, I, I hadn't heard yeah. of it before then. Uh, but yeah, great book. Everything is figure outable. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's just life. Like, I think we were talking before this and, and I mentioned one of the things that I love to talk about with the youth. I, I've talked to a few schools and, and stuff like that, but it's around emotional resilience. And part of emo being emotionally resilient is that story that you tell yourself that, you know, I can figure this out. Like there has to be a way to get this done and I can figure it out. Yeah. And there's a lot of power in just knowing that you have the power to solve problems and not just go with the wind or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. And I think it, it starts small, you know, yeah. um, I guess that I was, uh, I had on yesterday, she was talking about, you know, when her kids would come to her with a problem, she would say, just figure it out. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I think sometimes even definitely as adults, we kind of forget that we can, we can just figure it out and it can be in, in small things, but especially what I would like to talk about on my podcast is bigger things that we may tend to talk ourselves out of. It's too, it's too big. It will take too long. It, it's too much money. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the resources, whatever the reasons that we tell ourselves, you know, this is, this podcast is to help obliterate those <laughs> those thoughts that we, we don't need to have. We need to, yeah. instead of, you know, it needs to be, how can I do this? You know, not right. that I, I can't do this. So I love that you talk to youth about resilience, but what about adults? I mean, on a, an adult level, uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about how we as adults can be more resilient, especially as it relates to goals. It's interesting. So we, if you start with just goal setting, one of the things that we immediately get wrong with goal setting is things outside of our control. So let me break this down for you. You have to start with a goal that might be outside of your control, right? Like I want, like if I'm in sales, I want to get this many clients. I want to get this many deals. Or if I'm in, you know, whatever, there's this goal that like I have no control over. Then you break it down into like lead, leading indicators and lagging indicators. So a lagging indicator is your sales. So if your goal was 10 and you hit four, you only know you hit four after right, that, that's a lagging indicator, right? Like there's nothing you can do after you've already hit four. Okay. If the, if the time is up, right. So if I, I got to hit 10 by the end of the month and I only get four by the end of the month, there's nothing else you can do. If it if four is the number, so then you have to have like these leading indicators that are within your control. So if I, I'm going to stay with the sales example, but how do you get to 10? 
And this is what a lot of then goal setting experts would say, right? Which is like reverse engineer the goal, right? So if I'm going to get 10, how many calls do I need to make? How many people do I need to talk to? How many, how much money do I need to make? Whatever. So you kind of reverse engineer that, but emotional resilience is kind of like that. Like you, you don't know how much you can take until after you've done it, right? Like you don't know if you can make it through this hard thing until after you've made it through this hard thing. Right. So emotional resilience starts and, and goal setting, which is why I love this. Just figure it out because essentially what this phrase is, is a story that we tell ourselves, right? So I like to think of it as there's two stories that there's what actually happened. And then there's the story that you tell yourself about what happened. Yeah. And emotional resilience is the story you tell yourself about what, what happened or what's going to happen or, you know, what happened or whatever. Right. So when you talk about goals, like in business, like if I, if you're just going to figure it out, it's mainly a mindset game because you, you can get the resources. Like I genuinely believe you can do things to get there. Right. Like if you want to make a documentary, you might only have your iPhone, right? Like you may not be able to get a red camera, like a cinematic camera, but what I've learned is if you can tell a good story, like in that case, right in this example, like if you can tell a good story, if you've got interesting things to say, it doesn't matter if it's on an iPhone or a red camera, like people are going to want to listen to that. And so, yeah, when you're talking about goals, it really is the story that you're telling yourself about how this goal will get done, right? Like I can do it. I can figure it out. I can network with the right people versus the other side of it, which are all excuses. And the reason that excuses feel so good and work is because they're real most of the time, right? Like I don't have enough money for this camera. I don't have the connections here, but so you can tell yourself either story and then you'll just have to live with the outcome of that story. Right. Yeah. I love that example. And it makes me think of, you know, I, I held my very first business summit last week. And if I had the mindset that I'm not ready, I don't have enough money yet to hire the fancy photographer, videographer, and all the things that would make for a really nice business summit. If I waited until I was ready, then it wouldn't ever have happened. And I think, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but I think that that applies to everybody listening is you, you, don't wait until you're ready. You've just got to start somewhere. And, yeah. and like you said, it doesn't have to be the fanciest, but you just have to start. So actually one of the best life lessons I ever learned about this principle was in my accounting class. So I was in like intermediate accounting too, which is like, that's the class that if you want to be an accountant or not, if you can mm -hmm. make it through that, you're in, if you're not, then that's it. Right. So we get to the first day and our professor He's talking about things one after another. And then he goes, and then he said something interesting. And I don't know why it hit me like it did, but I'll never forget it. And he said, if you get stuck on a problem in the test, just start working on it and it'll figure itself out. Like literally that's what he said, right? Like, but if you don't start the problem and you don't work on it, you'll never get it done. And that's why people fail this class. And it's so like, when I say that to you, like, obviously, right? Like, yes, you have to start the problem and you're going to mess up. So you're gonna have to restart it. And you, but, but it, it would, it just had such a profound impact on me at the time that like, yeah, you just have to start the problem. Right. Wow. Who would have known that an accounting class <laughs> could be so inspirational, but that's yeah. great. Yeah. But like, if you're dealing with this hard thing, you're going through this story problem or whatever, you know, in the class was at the time. It's like, I don't even know how to do this nothing in the lecture has anything to do with this problem. I can't remember where it is in the book. You can tell yourself that story or you can say, Hey, look, let's, I know enough to start this. 
and then I can start working through it. Then things will come to remembrance again. And then, then I'll, re- oh yeah, that, I forgot that goes here, but you'll never get that. You'll never get to that point if you don't start it. Right. And even with starting, we need to give ourselves grace that you'll start and you're not always going to make the, the right decision. And that's just yeah. fine. That's part of learning, yeah. but you still need to start. Right. Yeah. So I learned that in my accounting class and I was like, holy cow, that's crazy. And and every time I tell that people are like, well, uh, yeah, we forget that, right? Like, yeah. you want to do your business summit. I'm not Tony Robbins. If that's the story that you tell yourself, then you're never going to, no one is ever going to do a business. Right? But if you, right, right. you tell yourself like, look, I'm not Tony Robbins, but nobody in my network has the 15 grand to go buy a VIP pass and, and they can learn something from me, right? Like that's a good story and that benefits people. So you can run with that and then get it done. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, it was a passion of mine to be able to help other business owners and even, you know, entrepreneurs, anyone really help them be encouraged and to learn something and have some takeaways that they didn't have. And I think when the passion is genuine and then you just move forward with it, that things just have a way of, of working out. And it turned out Mm -hmm. to be fantastic. Yeah. Like this, it's not what I do. I'm an accountant. I don't hold business summits, <laughs> but yet I did it. I did it before I was ready and it turned out to be fantastic. Yeah. And, and you start and then, yeah, and you learn. And I think that's, by the way, I think the biggest mindset piece to being emotionally, emotionally resilient is that just there. That's like, um, kind of like, I, I describe it as acceptance, right? It was just like, look, this might not go the way that I planned. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that, but getting it done is more important than, and learning from that is more important than having the video videographers and photographers and all this stuff. Like, yeah, no, we're, when you're, when you're benefiting people, they, they can sense that. And that feeling will go beyond any of like this quote unquote, like professional stuff that you thought you need. Yeah. Helping people, helping people can be achieved with nothing, none of that. Right. And it was, you know, it was attracting the right kind of speakers too, because nobody got paid. So everyone there had a genuine desire to help the people in the audience. And therefore it it was just so good. (laughs) So tell me um, some experiences or a a story that comes to mind of something that, that you just started. You didn't wait until all the pieces were correct, um, but you knew you wanted it and you just started and figured it out. Yeah. I think any sales job that I've ever had and also my MBA program. So my view on higher education is a little different. Like I definitely think there needs to be some fixes in higher education for sure. But my viewpoint is it's not what you're learning. It's how you're learning it. So when I was going through my MBA, like, it, so first of all, it was all online. So if you want, if you had a question for the professor, good luck. Like <laughs> if you emailed him or her, they might not get back to you for a day, it, it, at least a day. Right. Yeah. So if you had like an urgent question, there was nothing you, you had, maybe some of your classmates, but like I said, we were all online. So we didn't have like a, but you know, I didn't have any of their cell phone numbers. I wasn't going to see in the next day or anything like that. So I had to get really good at problem solving. Like, dude, no one's coming to save me. If I want to make, if I want get, to get this test, right. You know what I mean? Nobody's coming here to help me. And so what am I going to do? Like, all right, well, I'm just going to start working on this problem. And then, you know, any sales job that I've ever had, it's kind of like that, right? Of like, man, this is a big sale. Like if I'm going into, you know, I'm an accountant, but if I'm selling account, like I've done this before where you're selling accounting software, 
to real CPAs. Like I just got my bachelor's degree and you know that there's a big difference between some, some guy who went and got an accounting degree and like the owner of a firm. Right. And so, yeah, like I can talk enough, but man, this is going to be difficult because I don't, I don't have what they have. I've never lived what they've lived. And the, the one thing I would say that got me through that, that helped with that anyway, that particular instance was like empathy. Like, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but I do know how hard life gets. Right. So let's chat. And that, and that's a big piece of overcoming like some imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. just like empathizing with the other party. And I love that too. I love that it really, to me, it seems like an entirely different approach instead of, Hey, this is what I've got. This is why you need it. But instead, tell me what you need. And then yeah. let me help you see how this, how this could help you. But really just like putting yeah. a person first um, and really like listening. What what a lost skill sometimes is to be able to truly listen to what somebody needs. Yeah. So every Thursday I have a free business sales workshop. So like a small business selling workshop. And I've been doing that for a while. I've trained a ton of salespeople at this point in my career. And it just, it's empathy. Like if, if you, you can, if someone can genuinely feel that maybe they've never been there. And by the way, I've been exactly where you are. Like, cause I don't know if that's the case, right? Cause every situation we're bringing all of our past and all of our thoughts and emotions, we're bringing it to that point. And, and for that to line up, that, that would be like shuffling a deck of cards randomly and it lining up perfectly, right? Like mm-hmm. going in perfect order. It's just, uh, it's not realistic. So uh, but empathy is just about like, hey, I've hurt before too, or I've had joy before too, or I've, I've, I know, I may not know what it's like for an accountant not to have a great bookkeeping software, right? But I do, I have been in a situation where like I haven't been able to get the information that I needed, and I know how frustrating that is, right? That that's how you tackle that, and right, and and so empathy can also help you reach your goals help you just figure it out, right? Like you need other people to help you. You, Maybe you need uh, to give yourself, like you mentioned, right? Yourself a little bit of grace. Maybe you need to do a lot of things and then, and then taking that walk in someone else's shoes will really put perspective on what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Well, something you said brought me back to my MBA days and you know, it's a, it's a different style of learning. Like you, you mentioned, it's not what you learn, but how you learn. And I thought of a a way that I learned something that probably wasn't intended at all, but we were put into <laughs> groups. Um, I think there were six or seven of us for the whole two years. It was a weekend and uh, week nights and weekends program. And so we were in families. And so some people were strong in some areas and others were weak. I mean, I was working a full-time job. I had mm-hmm. kids, I was a full-time mom. And so I felt weak in a lot of areas. And I remember relying so much on my MBA family, if you will. And at times feeling like, am I just relying too much on other people? And, but really that was a great lesson to know when that you should lean on people, lean on people. um, Life is a group effort, whether it's in business or in personal, whatever, but life is a group effort and we shouldn't feel like we need to be strong and carry every part of the load. So that was my indirect lesson (laughs) learned in my MBA program is it's okay to lean on other people. Well, and that's the thing is like, I think going through a master's program like that is just intense, right? Like you kind of do get into this tunnel vision where it's like, look, if I want this MBA, like 
this is, I just know this is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, and I live in this, I, I developed a pretty stoic philosophy around this kind of thing, which is like, it's counterintuitive, but it works for some people. Right. Especially for me, but it's this like, it, so in Latin, they call it premeditatum malorum, which is just the premeditation of evils, which is how I kind of get the motivation to just figure it out, which is like, all right, what's the worst that could happen here? Like if I go, if I want to put on this business summit and it costs me $2,000 to do it. Which is about right. <laughs> yeah. 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 If I, if I don't get any money back from that, if nothing, if nobody shows up, if the landing page breaks on day one and nobody hears about it, will I, will I learn something and love it? If the answer is yes, then I'm ready to go. Let's go. If the answer is no, then I need to talk. Then I need to do a little more <laughs> introspective, you know, right. communication, but that kind of mindset really is freeing. If I just totally follow my face and everybody laughs at me and the door gets slammed on my face and nobody likes it, would I still do it? Yes. And if the answer is yes, then go do it. And, and you'll be surprised how much none of that in your mind happened. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? And that says a lot about just this podcast. I mean, we were talking offline. Mm -hmm. If just one or two people were to hear our conversation and it inspired them, then it was all worth it. And you know what? Those one or two people, they could be <laughs> me and you right now. And we've had a great yeah, conversation. Right, right. And I know more people will listen, but really when you, like you said, your expectations are, it's okay if you're just helping one person. It's If it's mildly yeah. successful, it was it was successful. Yeah. Well, and, and not, not only that, but that kind of counterintuitive philosophy then becomes freeing because mm -hmm. when people are going towards a goal, they, there's like this approach anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I didn't, you know, like, what if somebody actually does listen to this? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? wait, hold on a second. Like somebody's actually going to show up to this business meeting now and like, it's going to be great. And so you can kind of get like, as you approach a goal, you kind of get this anxiety and some people like quit then, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen that picture of like somebody digging and then quitting right before like there's a diamond mine or something like that. Like yeah. sometimes that happens and it's because the reality of this is setting in that whatever happens, you know, is going to really impact people. And that can, and that can be kind of drawing for somebody. But if you can start with that, those counterintuitive thoughts, like I do, it's just freeing. Then I can just totally be myself. There's nothing holding me back because I've already envisioned this working. I've already envisioned it failing and I'm actually cool with both. Yeah. You know, I love that yeah. you brought that up because yesterday, my guest, she said, I went back and listened to your very first podcast. And my very first podcast was more of an intro. It wasn't, um, you know, just figure it out. And it was a, a voice coach. And she was like, ah, you're so vulnerable. You were like doing the voice things that he was talking about. <laughs> and I, you know, that I, I, I can't believe you did that. And I, and just to your point, like when I did that, I wasn't worried about, well, who's going to be listening to this? Will I be embarrassed? But it was yeah. just, you know, here we are, we're doing this and I'm going to be vulnerable, not worrying about anyone yeah. else. And and to kind of put a cap on that, some of the big, those big business coaches will do this, right? And and they'll touch on this point, which is from, you know, I like the Taoist phrase that it comes from, which is Wu Wei, which is like effortless flow. Like, you know, I mentioned Tony Robbins earlier, some of these big gurus will say like, you have to get to this point where things flow. Things just come like, mm -hmm. don't fight it. Like Rick Rubin wrote a book called the creative act, probably the best book you could read just in life, I think, but it's the called the creative act. 
Okay, and who was it again? Rick Rubin. So if you don't know who Rick Rubin is, he's one of the most famous music producers on the planet. Produced for people like Eminem, Dr. Dre, uh, bands like System of a Down and things like that. Anyway, he's just like world famous. And so he goes through like the creative process and, and he'll say this, which is like, you don't make the product for someone else. It, it, actually, he was asked and, and he wrote about it in the book, but he said, because he's, he, he's made songs that have gone platinum, like double, triple platinum, like just crazy, right? And they go, well, how do you make a song that the audience likes? He said, I never think about the audience ever. The audience is the last person I make a song for. He said, if I like the song and it's perfect for me, I'll put it out. Wow. And then I, I interviewed on my own podcast, Jack Carr. He's a New York Times bestselling author. I asked him a question. I was like, I asked him like, hey, how do you know when the book's done? He's like, when I like it. And I'm like, that's crazy yeah. to think about, right? And it's this, it's what I'm saying, right? Like if I love it, if no one else comes, but I love it, will I do it? Yes, go. Yes. I love where our conversation has been taking us because quite honestly, we haven't talked about one particular goal <laughs> that you had and how you reached it. But we have been talking so much about the process, you know, and, and right. being free and letting go of uh, worries and concerns and uh, forget about other people, but really just, you know, taking those steps and doing it for the right reasons and let go of the ideas that are keeping you from doing that. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And I mean, kind of just let go and then flow, right? Like that's kind of what this, this is. And a lot of like big entrepreneurs have said that too. If you like read Steve Jobs, uh, biography. He talks about that a little bit in his book where he's just like, dude, we just, at, at, we went through everything. And then in that last meeting, we were like, are we going to love this? Yeah. Then, all right, then we're just going to do it. And, and people loved it and people love it because it's you. Uh, one of the things I love about sales is that people buy you, you know, mm -hmm. people like there's a million accountants, right? Mm -hmm. But what, what's the difference between your firm and the other firm? If, if you both offer the exact same thing, well, it's you. And that's great. That's what yeah. it's supposed to be, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you are the brand. And, yeah. and the people that are part of my company, same thing. And when we yeah. when we come together with the same values, which you know like-minded people attract and I really am picky and develop my team, then yes, we yeah. all have, we have the same brand and that is us. And that is the deep, um, genuine caring to, you know, help people rise, to help business owners rise. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I agree. And, and people are drawn to authenticity and, and genuine people. So you'll never yeah. have to, I, yeah, I believe that. Like you'll never have to worry about a sale. If you can come across genuine and authentic, then you'll be fine. I think, I think there's a lot now, listen, there's a lot more nuances to that, but I think if you started there, you'd be on the right path. Right. Yeah. Um, so Dalton, I'm kind of at this crossroads where do I ask you to share, you know, share a goal and how you got there or, you know, share your passion and how, what sets you apart? What, what do you have to offer? So you, you yeah. take a, you take, you choose <laughs> a specific goal. You know, I think one is, you know, a sales goal. Maybe we were at a specific franchise. We were selling businesses and we had a goal to um, hit 350 of these franchises sold in a year, which if anybody is listening and they're familiar with franchises, that's a horrendous goal. Like <laughs> most people sell like 11 in a year. And so we were going to, we were going to really stomp on the gas. Uh, we hit it. The way that I did that was through teams. We just, you know, 
we we actually had a couple breaks, and this is actually interesting when I tell this story because, you know, did we do it? Well, we converted the leads, right? Like we definitely played a big part in this wheel, but we had mapped it out. We had done everything to plan it out, and then we had this huge curveball. Um, we actually got sued by a competitor, and we were like, dude, this is crazy. Leaned into the lawsuit. So we we dialed in our sales process, leaned into the lawsuit marketing wise, and then we were on sales calls with people, very transparent, very honest about what was going on. Um, and it was a frivolous lawsuit. I think they've settled it now. I it went on for quite some time, but it was crazy how like that lawsuit, we thought it was going to be a problem. It ended up being the reason that we hit 350. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, and like, you can't plan for that. You can't goal for that. You can't say, let's go get sued and make it work. Right. Like <laughs> there's some things that come into your goal setting or into your goal achievement that you, you just, wow, dude, we got so lucky, but I don't think it's luck because we were prepared. We knew where we were going to go. We knew how we were going to get there and any obstacle or anything that came in that path, we turned into a stepping stool. Right. So it worked very well to our favor. And then, like I said, so, I mean, we had a bunch of we had this and it generated a lot of publicity for us, but we wouldn't have hit that 350 if me and my sales team weren't on top of the, the you know, the process in the game. Um, that was a big one. That's, that's kind of like my shining one in yeah. sales because it was something that just was crazy. I mean, every curveball you think could happen to you if you're trying to reach a sales goal. That's awesome. I think goal setting is so much about pivoting, you know, just to expect that something's going to get in your way. And instead of yeah. saying, well, it got in my way, I give up. But instead it's like, okay, great. How am I going to get around it? How am I going to step right. on top of it? And that's exactly what you did. That, that wasn't an option like, well, if this or this happens, then we're going to, you know, stop <laughs> trying to reach our goal. But it's just, it's just pivoting. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, it's about acceptance. And by the way, a lot of people get that, the definition of that word confused. Like when I say peace, for example, is about acceptance and not control. I'm not, I'm not talking about giving up. Like, I'm not talking about like, if your spouse is unfaithful, that you need to accept that to move forward, that that means by any stretch of, like, I would never say that that means you, you know, let it go or, or, you know what I mean? That you don't set boundaries, that you don't understand how you need to move forward, but it's, it's realizing that there's nothing you can do to change what's happened and that we just need to figure out how to, how to move forward, how, how to make this work. You know what I mean? For our yeah. benefit versus, and I, by the way, I realized that that specific example can touch kind of a lot of hearts, but, it, but I've met people, you know, and I have people in my family who've been in that situation and you can, I mean, do all the self-care and all the work you need to do to get over it. But people start to change when that happens, when they realize like, look, there's nothing I can do to fix this. I've got to move on. I've got kids I've got to work for. I've got, you know, a life that I still want to live. Like, and am I, am, am I going to let this one thing ruin that whole thing, right? Those goals that I have or whatever. So yeah, acceptance is never about giving up or just, you know, all right, what, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like it's, it's, yeah. you're accepting that you can't control everything, yeah. but you can control the way that you react. Yeah. Well, and that's the paradox of control, by the way, the less you realize you have, the more you gain. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 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 Um, well, in our last uh, minute or two, I would like the listeners to know how they can connect with you and for on what different levels they can, meaning you wear a lot of hats. You work with the youth yeah. and you have podcasts and you help business owners and sales and marketing. So just let us know a way or two that we yeah. can connect. So 
that I, I mean, you can follow me on social media. I have a unique name. This is Dalton K. Jensen. So you can find me pretty much anywhere. Um, TikTok, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Dalton K. Jensen, or Empathetic Selling. Um, if you, and if you have any like specific questions, my email is always open, uh, Dalton at daltonkjensen.com. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with me on this podcast. And like I mentioned earlier, I mean, if it's just, if it was just for me, I, I had a wonderful time and learned a lot and I, <laughs> and I hope it was worth your time as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So to the listeners, I just want to sign off by saying this is Jen McAllister, the host of Just Figure It Out and the owner of Rise CPA and Accountants. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time, friends.